Welcome to Only Yesterday. Um, my name is Tony, and today we've got a very special guest. <laughs> Sir, who are you? My name is Ricky Wilkins. Ricky Wilkins in the mother freaky building. <laughs> Yo, I'm super excited for this episode. Um, it's one that means a lot to me personally. Appreciate that. Um, and so we're discussing working with kids in crisis. So our sources for today are Family Structure and Child Abuse by William J. Oliver, Lawrence R. Coons, and Elaine S. Pomeranz. Also, we've got the formal operational stage of cognitive development by Kendra Cherry um, from VeryWellMind.com. Um, we've also got Biaget's Theory of Cognitive Development by Hewitt W. Hummel and, uh, hold on, wait, Hewitt W. Hummel <laughs> J. Backslash. There we go. <laughs> no, i respect to him. Respect to the <laughs> right, right. From the Valadsta State University. So. Why are these kids traumatized is a question that I feel like more people should be asking. That's a fact. Um, so right now we're going to go over a few uh, child abuse risk factors. So I just want to say off top, raising children is a highly demanding and nearly constant physical and emotional task. It requires balance between caregivers and the child, which provides freedom for the child to grow emotionally as well as physically, but with guided restraint as to avoid potential hazards as they arise. So I want to say it on the record that this is clearly not the case for everybody, and there are instances in which any number of these risk factors are involved and the, par the parent-child relationship remains fine, right? So any number of these risk factors happen and everything works out because people are able to maintain the situation. However, some risk factors for childhood abuse and or mistreatment from the caregivers include, but are certainly not limited to, from the caregiver's perspective, Young maternal age. Um, so if we have, you know, an 18 or a 19 year old and some cases, unfortunately, even younger, which sucks, but it happens, um, in which the child is at least two times more likely to suffer abuse. Um, we've also got a low level of education. And I just wanted to mention the uh, young maternal age. It was the reference to that was they were saying that, you know, a, a low emotional maturity, a low psychological maturity. Um, we've also got low level of education. We've also got substance abuse, and that shit sucks too. Um, we've also got diagnosed or undiagnosed antisocial behavior from the caregiver. Um, poverty is also a factor, or can be a factor, as well as low self-esteem from the caregiver. And so I just wanted to, real quick, I wanted to even touch on that. So, so many of the, uh, of the clients that we see Mm -hmm. Um, so many of them are there because their caregivers decided to either mistreat or decided to not actively treat when they needed the help. Um, so I think that, yeah, the kids are not always a problem, right? Yeah, definitely. Sometimes they are. <laughs> FTK, no. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Yo, like, so while I'm looking at this, um, there's adversarial childhood experiences mm -hmm. which is also called ace and with that being said um you actually can look it up if you look up google ace score you can do it or ace test you can like they'll ask you questions like did you experience domestic violence as a child or did any of your parents like smoke crack or well, they say smoke right. crack it did but like you substance abuse or did you live with a single parent did you grow up poor it's like about like 10 questions or so mm -hmm. and if you score like between i believe three to five you have a that's considered high. It's up to ten. So if you have a ten, that means like you got 
a huge hard life. Got a lot going on. And then they said, for those people who have a high ACE score, which actually mine was actually about seven, you know what I'm saying? Um, and they said, you're more likely to be poor. You're more likely to have mental health issues. You're more likely to have even chronic pain. Like, mm-hmm. like they, they're still figuring out the science behind this, but a lot of these children have just a just a bad child experience. Like they didn't have the best upbringing. Like even, even with, even with the parents, like not even hurting them or hitting them. It's just simply that they're poor or that they had a disease or, you know what I mean? That, or like even an uncle that was subsequently. And so they, it's like, you could have it just having bad experiences. A lot of people don't really realize that just all those bad experiences come up to this thing where you could actually, it messes your life. For instance, um, I chose social work because I knew that Law school, I want to be a lawyer, mm-hmm. but I knew that I was, I grew up poor, that um, I knew that I liked helping people, but I also knew I needed some kind of income that was going to be sustainable. Right, right. Even though I knew that wasn't going to be enough, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but because of my experience, I was like, I need a job, right? I need, but I like helping people. That's what I'm good at. Right, so right. law school is cool, but I can't afford it. Social work, all right. And, you know, also I didn't want to like defend Guilty people. Like, I want to help out people who, you know, were actually innocent. And also with children, they're some of the best things ever, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah. Word. No, that's that's good. And actually, I'm going to ask you that question later. I'm going to mm-hmm. ask you why you decided to join the field of social work. So I'm, I'm glad we get that little insight, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. as we're moving forward. So um, another unfortunate uh, risk factor mm. regarding children. Yeah. Um, so children who are born with physical disabilities or mental disorders, and again, this is not the fault of the child. Right. Uh, these are some things that just happen sometimes. Um, low birth weight, so essentially parent maybe or caregiver may be bullying the child, like, oh, why weren't you bigger? Or, mm-hmm. oh, you short, little, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the amount of children in the home. Um, this one is more in reference to the parental frustration when combined with emotional immaturity, you know, mm-hmm. not able to handle all these different situations at once. And so I think that's, it's unfortunate. And again, this is not indicative of all cases, right? Like someone can still be like living in poverty, but still grow up to be just fine, you know, depending on, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I I just wanted to ask you, like, what do you think about, like, the, what do you think is, like, the highest or, like, the most, uh, like, the highest frequency of risk, factor, risk factors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I would say mental health, for sure. Hmm. A lot of people, like, you ever see that movie Joker? No, actually. Oh, my goodness. Yep, not gonna lie to you. Okay, that, that's fair. Um, <laughs> it's a dope movie, uh, you know, and what he writes down, because he wants to be a comedian. Mm-hmm. And so, he's like, you know, Joker, comedian, haha clown, but... He, he writes down that says, the problem with people with mental illness is people want you to act as if you don't have it. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's what it is. We do not, if you're, if you're considered quote unquote normal, we want other people to be normal around us. So if you have this thing where I hard, it's hard for me to concentrate or I have a little tick that I just can't control, you're like, get the hell out of my fucking face. Oh, right. <laughs> like, like, get, the, get that like, ticking shit over there. Right. Like, we don't have time for that shit. We really mm-hmm. don't. And so a lot of these children, I notice, like, they have mental disabilities. And not, like, in a way that, like, you know, they still can function, of course. And sometimes they can't. Who knows, right? But they just have a little tick or a little thing that, for the average kid, you can tell them once, they understand. Mm-hmm. You might have to tell this kid 5, 10, 15, 20 times and still like not clicking. And some people get frustrated with that. Some people are like, no, I don't have time. I don't have the patience. Like, well, these kids are in foster care. Mm-hmm. And so these, the other children are doing okay. It's like, hey, don't touch that fence. It's electric. 
Right. And then most so there's there's two types of kids, right? There's the kids that are like, well, you don't have to tell me twice. You told me it's electric. I'm not going to touch that fence. Other kids are like, well, I'm gonna mess around and find out. You know yeah, what I mean? Find out how electric it is. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes that's what they learn. Sometimes it's like, well, they got to touch it a few more times. Like, I don't know. I you know. Was that really electric? It was just a little. So they touch it one time, like, yo, you need to stop touching the fence. And that's the kids that kind of work with, like, those kids are like, they touch the fence, mm-hmm. they know it's electric, they touch it again. Yep. And for some people, the average person, they're like, I don't have time for that. But so now it's like, okay, well, now, but instead of like trying to figure out why they're touching that fence, they want to punish, they want to just be like, get the hell out of my face. Like, right. And then that's the problem. Like, they don't really learn anything. So, yo, and that's, that's raw too, because that's one reason why. People are saying, "Hey, Tony, you sh- you should be a caseworker. Hey, will you please be my caseworker?" Like I I can't <laughs> because I will hold some people to I will hold some of these caregivers to account. Or rather, if I were in that yeah, you know, yeah. position, I would be wanting to hold these people to an account, and it might make some people uncomfortable yeah, because yeah. like we get to see what happens on the other side, right? Like when right. the when the door is closed, like mm-hmm. when the people have that one big blow up, and they're like, "Okay, just get out of here." Yeah, and so they come over here, and they're like, "Okay." The ma- I can think of many. And I'm sure, and I'm sure yeah. Uh, yeah. And so it's it's unfortunate that many of these uh, caretakers are unable or unwilling to display the amount of patience and um, I guess uh, delib- deliberateness, like yeah. being deliberate in one's actions and being patient and be like, okay, let me help you. Let me, I yeah. guess, rather be deliberate and helpfulness, whatever. Definitely. And yeah, no, that. We, because we, you know, I work for the government, the county, and um, there's a lot of cool programs. A lot of people think it's great because, oh, there's something for these kids, you know what I'm saying? But the thing about it is, a lot of programs just do what they can to cross the R's and dot the T's, right? Because hmm. it's not a one size fits all thing. Like when you look at like homelessness, right? You can't just, well, a lot of people think, oh, you're homeless because you're broke. Well, a lot of people are broke. Like it's more <laughs> right. than that, right? It's, 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 there's a lot of people, the reason why people become homeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, a lot of risk factors like right, like well, I ran away, or I am broke, or I am on drugs, or I am mentally ill, or I'm afraid to go home because my father beats me. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> or just literally don't. Or age out foster care. You know, that's another problem too. Because unfortunately, too, um, when you see when I see some of these kids in the system, they become homeless. Not a lot, but a good number of them because for some reason they didn't develop the self sustainability. Right. They, right. they they had someone else fix their problems mm-hmm. instead of like sitting down. And sometimes it's hard to do that because you have so many people to look at there. So I can't say it's someone's fault necessarily. Um, it's more about the individual, but it, but it does suck when this person just does not have someone to say, Hey, what's really going on? Why are you doing this? Cause then when they become homeless or they come on drugs or, you know I mean? They're doing some other things, yeah. get locked up and become a criminal. I'm not saying that this is inevitable, but there's definitely a big percentage of people doing those things. Like I work with a lot of kids who grew up and now I'm like, why are you, what you're in jail? Like what happened? You know what I mean? But yeah, when you have people just going in and stepping in, solving the problems, but not really giving them the tools for problem solving, mm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Then you cause a problem, right? Yeah. Like, and I, I think that's super important as well. Um, and that goes a little bit into the next subject that we're going to be discussing. Oh, snap. Yo, let's go, man. Man's on the, <laughs> man's on the segue. So uh, we're going to be talking about theoretical practices. Mm. Uh, more specifically, I wanted to talk about Piaget's stages of development. Mm. Um, because I, I find, I find again, human interaction absolutely fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first stage of human, or rather, first stage of 
psychological development. Yeah. Um, it's the sensory motor stage, which happens mm-hmm. in infancy. So intelligence is demonstrated through motor activity without the use of symbols. So knowledge of this world is limited because it's based on physical interactions. So, you know, like babies slapping things <laughs> and, you know, eating, you know, just the physical interactions that you're feeling. You hungry. Ah! <laughs> um and so around the age of seven months, they acquire object permanence. And then after that, mobility. Then they can start moving around and mm-hmm. like notice that, oh, hey, we, we can play peekaboo now, right? Like mm-hmm. there's someone back there. Like, <laughs> what, where are you at? Um, next stage is the pre-operational stage, which happens during uh, toddler and early childhood. In this stage, intelligence is demonstrated through the use of symbols. Um, the use of language matures while imagination and memory is developed. Um, however, thinking is done in a non-logical and non-reversible manner. Um, and we'll discuss a bit more about those in a, in a moment. And so when we talk about the use of symbols, right? So now we can say, hey, this is a cat or mm-hmm. this is mom. This is dad. This is spoon. Mm-hmm. This is bowl. These are fingers, right? Yeah. Like, um, so the, the next stage we're going to get into is where a lot of, a lot of people are still at. Um, <laughs> is the concrete operational stage, um, which occurs during elementary school or elementary age and early adolescence. And so in this stage, intelligence is demonstrated through logical and systemic manipulation of symbols related to concrete objects, i.e. the cat is making me sneeze, like I am allergic to cat. <laughs> As operational thinking develops, mental actions are reversible and egocentric thought diminishes. And so an example of a reversible thought um, the child understands that the dog is a German shepherd and that the mm-hmm. German shepherd is a breed of dog and that the dog is an animal, right? Mm-hmm. So like thinking, like being able to deduce. Yeah, yeah. Um, so formal operational stage, which happens during adolescence and adulthood. This again surprises me, but we're going to get more into it. <laughs> so in this stage, intelligence is demonstrated through um, the logical use of symbols related to abstract concepts, i.e., being able to perform hypothetical thought exercises. Mm. I love doing this. It's so much fun. Um, early in this period, um, there was a return to ego- egocentric thought and the development in the ability to think more abstractly. Um, also utilize deductive reasoning and perform metacognition, which is thinking about one's thoughts and the ideas of others. So, fun fact. Um, only 35% of high school graduates in industrialized countries obtain formal operations. Um, many people do not, for, many people don't think this way in adulthood. Mm. And so this is according to the, the study on PHA. And so I wanted to double check. I wanted to reinforce or rather I wanted to fact check. Right. 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 <laughs> but yeah, no freaking about 50% of people, um, are able to perform formal operational thinking. And again, this is like saying, okay, well, what if energy grid goes, grid goes down? Okay. Mm. And then. The all the digital currency, all this the money banked money that's been backed by the banks, all that stuff that's on your phone that's not actually here in your house mm-hmm. that goes to zero. Okay, so then what is the next currency? Are we going to still hold on to this American dollar here, or mm-hmm. are we going to find minerals, or are we going to go back to gold or whatever? Or will electricity then become a commodity mm-hmm. where you can get like you can get gasoline generators and you can begin to right. form your and so just these different hypothetical aspects of abstract thought some people are unable to do in adulthood mm-hmm. and sometimes that's because um again either psychological abnormalities um mm-hmm. or they're just 
fucking not getting it, bro. <laughs> it's not <laughs> clicking. It's God not damn. clicking. <laughs> and uh, that is, that's something that I think is uh, fascinating, personally. And so um, what, what do you think about that? Like about 50% of people do that. Yo, like that that's freaking bananas though. Like, cause that means the fact that I have our imagination is dope. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, but you know, it makes sense because, you know, not trying to make this about anything, but you see a lot of people who are not experts on everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When it comes to whatever you believe in. But it's like everyone's like, I know what happens when this happens. And I'm like, how do you really know? Well, I looked up on YouTube or right, on right. TikTok or you know, social media. But I'm like, how do those people know? Like, where are the articles? Where, where are the scholarly journals? Where's the research? <laughs> like, for real. Where's the work that's being done to, like, prove that this is happening? Right. Like, I'm like, yo, just because you saw a two-hour documentary about some, whatever, you're not expert in that, okay? Like, you know exactly. what I mean? And so I think, but, but that goes to Sarah, like, there's people that want to be learned, that will want to learn, right? They want to learn. They want to be taught. But sometimes they think whatever, whatever other people say is word. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a convicting, like, you know, convincing argument, people are like, oh yeah, no, that makes sense. You know, it doesn't mean that, that person could be totally wrong. I could be like, yo, the sky is green, yo. The sky is freaking green. I know it. I've been up there to the moon and looked at it from the stars and I know it's the reflection of the light causes mm. the sky. To, <laughs> and if, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I, if, I, if I say just convincing enough where I just use a little scientific jargon, you know what I mean? Reflection and, you know, hypotheses or whatever. Ooh, right, people right. are like, yo, yeah, no, nah, this dude's the truth, bro. Like, but, you know, so I look at what I had this kid and I, and I think about it when it comes to consequential thinking. Right. Some of the youth I work with do not have consequential thinking. Like, for instance... I, I try to use the example. I try to play as little as I possibly can. And I say, hey, see that person over there? What happens if I don't like that person? Mm. And then they're like, I don't know. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm going to break it down for you. If I don't like that person, and, and that person's like me, and I'm within two inches from them. Right. And I said, hey, I'm going to mess you up. What do you think is going to happen? Kids were saying, Dude, you're going to fight. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that, that could be happening, right? I could fight. Or what if I just walked with them and punched them right in the face? What is going to happen after that? They might punch you in the face. I'm like, great, great. I'm like, how can I prevent that? They're like, okay, I don't know. I'm like, okay, well, if I don't like somebody, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be within two inches from them. Right. You know what I mean? But it's funny to see a lot of these kids, like, when they say, I don't like that person, I hate their guts, and they're within. <laughs> they're within that punching range. Right. And then when they get punched, like, oh, why did they punch me? I'm like, you, you, I don't, I, I, you should know, but first, it's not clicking, right? I know, or another thing, it was like, until a kid, hey, look, you can have, like, let's say, um, you can play the video game today. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but tomorrow, we have to share. Okay. Right. Reasonable. Yeah. Right. But for them, when tomorrow comes, they go. They 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 almost completely forgot that I told them that this is only for today, not tomorrow. So when I take, so now they're thinking you're taking the video game from me, yep. which we were we already had a conversation though about us, and they even agreed. But who knows that they really processed that? They're just like, yeah, yeah, of course, sure, sure, whatever, whatever. It's it fu- it's. <laughs> yeah. I mean. And again, I'm a censor it, bro. Don't worry about it. But yeah, you know who it is. I know who it is. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know. I'm trying to use like, No, you're good, like, bro. Because, yeah. yeah. And so then this person blows up. Yeah. Okay. And 
Anyway, and so I'm thinking, I'm, t- I'm trying to use behavioral focused questions. For those of you who don't know what behavioral focused questions is, try- it's used to ground them. So, using what are you doing right now? Why are you doing this? What's going to happen if you keep doing this? Those are good behavioral focused questions. And for average people who can really think about that and get those wheels turning, they're like, okay, what am I doing? I'm being someone up. Why am I doing that? Because I'm angry. What's going to happen? Oh, shit, I can go to jail. You know what I mean? Like, they can really, like, yeah. but other people, especially kids who haven't developed that yet, they're like, I don't give a damn what I'm doing. I'm doing this. Why are you doing that? I don't know, but I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? Fuck it. I don't care. Just, I'm going to do this. Exactly. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, glad you, I'm glad you said that mm-hmm. because that goes back to more, like, we're getting back into the the concrete operational stage, right? Like, I'm yeah. upset. This person's making me upset. Mm-hmm. I'm a flex upon them, even though they are capable yeah. of, at, at this stage, they are capable of performing reversible thought. They mm-hmm. just either decide not to, right. and again, some of them just really can't do it. Yeah. But, yeah, it, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and it sucks because you're trying your damnness to make sure everything's cool, and you're hoping that they would get it, and some people unfortunately just don't get it. They just can't see beyond that. Like, if this person... Um, is can be so angry that they all they see is red. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And as a child, it's cute, right? Especially when they're five or six, they throw a little tantrum. Okay, like you can probably, you know, pick them up and put them in a room. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> Not like in a punishment. It's like, you know, you're just going to have a time out. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but what happens if that child becomes 19? Hmm. What happens if they become 23? Mm-hmm. What happens if they're 32 years old and they have not really regulated themselves? That's where it gets a little scary because now they're stronger. They're a little, you know, I mean, especially what they said, well, they're 6'3 and like 350 pounds, and they cannot regulate themselves. So when someone pisses them off and they just cannot calm down. Mm-hmm. And then you see them in prisons or in other places, right? Where because society, we don't play that shit. You know what I'm saying? Right, we don't play that shit, bro. Right. And 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 so a lot of people be like, well, what happened? And it's hard to really figure it out because it's something with them, but you you do your damnest to chart the high five. You have know, to do what you can. It's just, but they also have to realize that themselves, like, okay, these are my actions. I'm in control. Because a lot of them think the world's out to get me. Hmm. Everyone else is against me. You're treating me unfairly. I don't like it. And it's about me, 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 me. And that's usually what's hardest because kids can be assholes. Like, fuck them. But like, no, no, respectfully. No, respectfully. The most respectful way possible. I mean, I love kids. Don't get me wrong. I work with kids. And so, but they can be jerks sometimes because it's, they're very self-centered. I remember this one time I was on a bus, right? And this this mom is exhausted. You can tell she's just so exhausted. And she's like a three, four-year-old. And the mom, and the kid's like, mom, mom. Mom, 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 just like really in the in, in the mom's just trying her hard. She because she can't like say shut the hell up to the kid. It's her son. But then the kid says something snarky. He's like, mom, mom, mom. She's like, yes, darling. What what you want? What do you want? Are you tired? Like you could tell she's exhausted. You could tell she, but he doesn't care. He's like, she's like, I'm a little tired. Well, wake up. Like you know, what I mean, what, what's your problem? Like, you know, she's like, <laughs> Yo. he, he, like he does. She doesn't understand that. Like he's, she's probably he's probably she's probably tired because you were wearing her out, right? But all you can do is jump on the run. No, no, no. But it's like that makes sense for a four year old to be like that because, like I said, that's their development. When kids are like four, they, they're still trying to figure out the world works. But, exactly. But when they're thirteen, that's when I hope that they're starting to branch out and realize it's not about me, mm-hmm. other people. And when there's a de- delay in that. It can be very problematic, right? Absolutely, mm-hmm. yo. And I'm I'm glad you said that. Which is another 
Mm, fucking, <laughs> wow, segue. So just kisses. Perfect segue into the next portion, which is the pros and cons of working with kids in crisis. Yeah. Pros working with cons kids in crisis. Mm -hmm. um, so what made you want to do this work? I like working with kids. I like seeing their minds grow. You know what I'm saying? And I just think like, for instance, of all the people to work with, of all the types of people to work with, I feel like kids are the future. They really are. They're here to replace us. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be part of that system where they get the best tools. You know what I'm saying? To grow, to learn. And if I can help with that, mentor. I always love the mentorships. I always love like looking at leaderships and people being like, yeah, no. Like I always like people having an ability to learn for someone older, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, you got the Ninja Turtles, got Splinter. I always want to be that Splinter, that Sensei, be like, okay, get it. You know what I mean? So that way they can be the best they can. So I feel like, yeah, when it comes to just this field, kids work for me. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, it, it's never a dull moment. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and it, Yeah. Yeah. So, that, yeah, kids was just, I realized that's my brand, but that's what I noticed that. I'm good with it at this moment, yeah. So, well, no, I I like that response honestly, um, and I kind of for the for the same reason, right? Like I specifically decided on adolescence um, because of the like again, I was influenced by PHA's uh, theories, yeah. And so this this is a stage where they're beginning to think about abstract thoughts and like talking about responsibilities and mm -hmm. thinking about like what is this person going through that's yeah. making them feel the way that they're feeling. Mm -hmm. Like that's why I don't feel my skills would be as good at some of the other places on campus. Yeah, yeah, I get so that. So that's why I decided, like, yo, this this is where it's at. Because like you said, like, being able to give them the tools, and now that I'm seeing what I'm seeing, I'm glad that I'm there to give them the tools. <laughs> right. You know? Like, they, they definitely need that. Um, so what is some of the wild shit you see at work? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Let's get into it, man. Oh, I've been... I mean, like, I, I'll give you a great story, okay? So... So we, we, we get kids from all over, you know, we don't, sometimes we don't know what their deal is, you know what I'm saying? But we just have to receive them. It's a revolving door. We don't know who we're working with. So we have to be able to work on the fly. Right. You know what I'm saying? It could be any time of night too. It could be three o'clock in the morning. It could be, you know, two o'clock at night. So, mm -hmm. or PM. Yeah. Uh, afternoon. So it's just, you never know. So we had this one boy, really quiet, just fidgety. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know. They need a place to stay, so we gave them a place to stay. We gave them a room, right? A room with a pillowcase, blanket, sheets, you know, everything you need, a radio, listen to music, you know what I'm saying? A book to read, whatever they need, you know what I mean? Make sure they got them straight. So we do back checks on all the kids, and it's around like maybe 2.30 at night. He came in around 9.30, so I'm like, okay, you know, 30 minutes passed. You usually do like 15, 30 minute back checks, make sure they, you know, don't hurt themselves or, you know what right. I mean? Or if they're like in the room crying, rocking around, you're like, okay, what's wrong? Talk to us, right? Because you never know. Because some, some people, or in different situations, they can be freaked out. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you've ever been in a place where you don't really know anybody, be scary. So you want to make sure they check on, make sure they're good. So I'm checking on everybody. But here, I, 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 I smell this stench. Stench. A stench. Like, straight Ooh. shit. Actually, yeah. It's, like it's straight doo-doo. Like, dookie. Like, dookie butter, bro. Like, yeah. like, it was like, oh, Lord. It's, am I, okay, well, someone, maybe someone took a nice dump in the bathroom. I'm thinking like that. But I'm like, no, this ain't the bathroom. This is coming from one of the doors. I open the door. I see the boy looking at a window. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And then I look down. I see a pillowcase with some brown stains. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, look at this kid literally took a shit. Wow. In the pillowcase and left it on the floor. Yo. Just left it on the floor as if he didn't do that. I'm like, how'd you wipe your ass, bro? Like, <laughs> what did you wipe your ass with, bro? So I'm like, I'm looking like, yo, 
Honestly, he did. But I just, I just want to see if he would just own up to it. He's like, did you, I'm like, did you do this? Like, no. Just straight face, no. <laughs> I'm like, well, how'd it get here? Someone left it here. Did you leave it here? No. I'm like, okay, look. I don't know why you did this. <laughs> Yo, I don't know why you did this. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. like, I don't have time to play the, well, who could it be? No, I don't have time for it. I'm right. like, I don't know why you did this because I checked the room before. First of all, it didn't smell like this. I swear. And if I found Dookie before, I would have known, right? So I'm like, no. I'm like, could you help me clean this up? Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah, yeah. So I got some gloves for the guy and got a big plastic bag where I held it up. I'm like, you pick that up and you put it in. Yeah, bro. This is your mess. Right. You know? And like, so then I'm like, now go wash your hands. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I had to tell him like, yo, if you need anything, just let me know. Right. And so, and you think that'd be the end. No, it's not the end of the story. I got more. Okay. So I'm throwing away the garbage because I can't let it just sit there. It still stinks. Right. I'm like spraying everything with some breeze, trying to make sure everything smells great. It's that lingering stench, man. I can't. Mm. Yo, can't can't do it. Yeah, not I'm fucking like, with it. Right, and like, and this is remember, this is my job. Like, it, a lot of people don't have to clean up shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, so just keep that in mind. You know, what I mean, keep all for the mind. kids. FTK for the kids. For the kids. <laughs> That's right. We do this for the kids. FTK all day for the kids. So like, I'm like, okay, so I'm throwing her out. And then, you know, he's looking shameful, I guess, because he got caught or whatever. Whatever, right? So then this kid, like five minutes later, I hear, bring, bring, bring. So that's our alarm system. He opened the window and straight dips. He, 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 he leaves. He, he dips. Took a shit on the floor that left, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yo, well, okay. So I'm like, I'm like. I'm looking all over. He's gone. He is strapped. Gone. So I'm gonna call the cops and try to do a, a an ATL, which is attempt to locate and all this other stuff. I'm like, now I'm thinking like, were you gonna do this before, or did you do it because you got caught taking a shit? I don't know. I still to this day do not know what was going through this kid's head. But he straight took a shit and then dipped. Yo, that <laughs> what the fuck? Like, <laughs> Yo, I've that I've seen some weird shit. Okay, right. like never. I've never. That's. That's insane, bro. <laughs> I got I got another one if you want to hear. Hey, th- what are some wild stories, bro? Like, okay. Yes, that's why you're here. So for a while, we were doing male and female together. Yo, I remember this. I was, yep. Yeah, you know, and, and for a long time, it was going well. But when you get teen, and I work with teenagers. I do like teenagers because you can give them more logic than reasoning than like, you know, newborns and stuff like that. So I, I actually, that's my kind of like goal is to do more with teenage work. So these, you know, I work with like 12 to like maybe 17 year olds usually. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes 19. Yeah, sometimes 19 because in, in in this state, uh, foster care, you can get up to age 21. So yep. you can opt out at 18, but if you're not really doing anything with your life, you might as well keep it because, you know, it's also like free cross tuition and stuff like that. So you might as well. So, <laughs> so like, um, so a lot of these kids are, you know, about 15. That's about the average, about 15. You know what I'm saying? Because when 16 happens, they can drive usually. 17, they can, like, stay at a friend's house. So you just don't get those kids. You usually get about 13, 14, 15. And that time, they can be such little precious angels. So beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, yeah. Just so precious, right? So these precious angels decided one day during chores to sneak in a bathroom, like a, a male and a female, right? And... <laughs> Because it's like, and this kid's been along here for a long time. They knew our schedule. They scoped out. They've been here for a month already. They scoped it out. They're like, okay, I know at this time they have dinner. They didn't have chores. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to open the bathroom door so people can clean them. I'm going to pretend to be cleaning the bathroom, but I'm going to wait. That's what he did. He, so he waited like literally 30 minutes. 30 whole minutes. 30 minutes. And so one girl, I guess, knew or something and came up in there 
And, you know, something happens. And I'm like, okay. Then after a while, I'm like, where's so-and-so? He was supposed to clean the bathrooms, but it doesn't take that long. So we're going around. My coworkers trying to find him. I'm like, I, I hear the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, oh my God. God. Right. I'm like, please don't <laughs> let two teenagers be doing the dupe in this. Please don't. Oh, my. I ain't trying to see. I ain't trying to see right, none bro. of that. No mother-loving way. I'm like, where the camera's at? Right, I want to know. Hey, go get your peer, bro. Right. Tell him to get the fuck out the bathroom. Seriously. So I'm like. I could knock on the door just to let them know, like, hey, who in there? Right, right. You know what I mean? So the girl pops up, like, hey, <laughs> can I get a tampon? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, I'm just having a little accident. You know, that's why I'm here for so long. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get the tampon, and hopefully that way they can, because I know there's someone else in there. But I'm going to play along just to see if they'll, like, stop and, like, maybe sneak out. Right, so right. So I grab the tampon. I linger, like, okay. I knock on the door again. She pops up, hey. I'm like, nope, step outside. Right, right. Step it outside. I'm going right? to need you to come grab this from my hands. Right. I'm like, step it outside, young lady. Right. She comes outside. She has one shoe on. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. <laughs> one shoe. Oh and I'm God. like, what, 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 why do you have one shoe on? She's like, oh, um. She some weird excuse like I was painting my nails I'm like just something like that something. just like you know just off the fly knowing she's dang well caught and I'm like okay well I have to confirm this but right. at least now one of them is out I'm hoping the other boy the boy in there has his stuff on because unfortunately this is also part of the job where you gotta make sure people are safe right right so I go up in there I'm like yo I'm coming in Right, bro. I ain't trying to see none. So right. get everything together before right. I get in there. Get your get your shoe, goddamn. Yeah, get your shoes on. Okay. <laughs> so I go in there. And the boy's like, "Uh, I'm gonna get out. What's gonna happen to me? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I mean, like, I don't know, man. I gotta call some people, man. Like, I don't know, but you gotta go. You know what I mean? And right. it, it was a whole thing. And because of that, though, we decided to separate boys and girls because we realized. We don't want people getting pregnant here. Yeah, yeah, that would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want babies having babies, you feel me? So That could be a liability for sure. And I heard stories about this. Like, there's, there's been plenty of stories of guys and girls sneaking in and hooking up. It's just, but when you see it, you're like, man, it's, it's, it's annoying. You got to do instant reports. You got to call people. You got to make sure everyone's on board. And it's just a whole process. And yeah, because, you know, that's the thing with this work in social, you got to document everything. Yep. Have so to. now I have to, with my imagination, not trying to limit, limit my imagination, trying to tell them, like, in some words, like, I believe these kids were having, you know, intercourse. And I'm like, who wants to say this? Like, who wants to write this? But I have to, to cover my ass, right? I make sure they're like, well, do you know? I don't know. Why? How do you know this? I'm like, oh, my God. So, like, I you know, make sure my friends and, like, my, my, my peers, like, you know, my, my coworkers, I'm like, yo, y'all, y'all saw me, right? I, I didn't get in there until she was out, like, just in case. like, you, Right. But it just sucks when you have to be in those positions because you got to, because some people lie, like, well, you know, hey. Because some kids will do that because they, they know the system sometimes and they game or manipulate the system. Yep. So they'll make allegations. They'll, you know, say something. Luckily, I never had allegations on me because I make sure my bases are covered. So Right. Exactly, bro. <laughs> and so I'm I'm glad you said that, too, because we we deal with some of these adolescents that are so, I will say, lethally clever. Yeah. And so I think it's it's. I can't help but laugh sometimes. <laughs> right. when I'm like, you know, they're they're doing the same fucking hooligan shit that I would be doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right. So I mean, it's yeah, it's I, I get that, bro. I'm a one story I wanted to share. I yeah, don't know yeah. if I've honestly shared this on the podcast or not, mm. but if I have, welcome to a refresher. If I haven't, buckle up. <laughs> so um, I don't know if you remember. Um, 
there was, and for the record, I'm going to censor names just so I can talk freely in my own house, okay? Let's um, do it. It was, and fucking, I can't remember the dude's name. I, I Fuck. You're, do you remember? Yes, okay, so you know the story. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll tell it for the listeners. Let's get it. So they were, one of the boys was, you know, just they're just talking shit to each other in the room, right? Like I'm at, uh, I'm at the other building, and so... Um, they're just sitting here talking shit to each other back and forth. And I'm like, bro, y'all, y'all just chill. Y'all relax. <laughs> and then <laughs> says, that's why your parents don't fucking love you. <laughs> and he didn't say anything. You just looked at his face. He just, I looked at him. He didn't even look at me. He just fucking swung. And I was uh, like, I, I can't in good conscience let this kid get beat on. Yeah. So he got like one and so like as i'm on my way over there he got in another yeah yeah and i'm like oh shit okay so I like right. scoop him up <laughs> and i'm like hey bro no we, we can't do that he's like no i'm good bro you can let me go i'm like are you sure he's like yeah i'm good bro i got out what i needed to get out I'm like, <laughs> i got it out. <laughs> yo okay and i'm like you you have to be so careful um when dealing with people for sure which reminds me of another situation okay mm. last one <laughs> I, I think i've told you this too but like um one of the kids that we had um i think it was um, I think it was, it was our coworker had said something to him like, oh, hey, we need you to basically get back to what I needed you to do. Right. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. y'all doing too much right now. Mm. Do what you need to be doing. Yeah. And it just, the way that it came off, mm. um, the, the kid didn't really like that. And yeah. he was like, yo, what the fuck did you just say to me? Nigga, you better come with some respect. Like, he said the whole thing, and I'm like, yo, Damn. yo, chill. And so I had to, like, get between them, bro. Like, yo, hey, relax, relax. And it was, it just reminds me of, like, when we're working with youth like this, like youth that are in crisis, in trauma, mm-hmm. um, we have to be so mindful of the words that we choose and how True. we decide to engage with them. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't think enough is said about that. Like, how... Yeah how masterful one must be in their art to be able to do that. Like, right. It's cause well, yeah. Cause okay. Like if you worked at an office job and someone took a shit on, in the office, that'd be, you talk about that for years. Yeah. For us, it's just a fucking Tuesday. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, bro. or like if someone came up to you and slapped you in the face, mm-hmm. you eat pressing charges. Like if a client, like you say, a law firm, you be suing them for us, you know, it's a part of it. It's just like, you know, we, we have to go through a lot. And and yeah, we are people too. So if someone's like, yo, fuck your mama. My first thing is like, who the fuck? <laughs> like, no, fuck your mama. Right. I'm like, fuck you and your mama too, ugly ass mother. But then I was like, okay, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. I'm working. I'm getting paid. I'm professional. Let me, um, so so how can you, um, so I had to be like, hey man, do not talk to me that way. Like, can you please not talk to me that way? Um, you know what I mean? And I try to be real with it. So, they're, they realize, like, yo, man, I'm a person too, man. Like, I'm not trying to, but I'm like, look how I'm controlling myself. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the thing, too. You have to control yourself, too, because these kids will try you. Yeah. You know what I mean? They'll get in your face and they'll be like, what's up? I'm like, why are you getting in my face? Like, please. <laughs> like, because, like, you know, it's like, I don't like people in my face, right? But right. I had to now, I had to let that go. I had to let that ego go, right? Like, because now I'm like, okay, but I'm working with these clients. So I got to, like, shake my hand. This one kid got on face, I'm like, shake my hand. It's like, no, I'm fucking shaking. I'm like, why not? I'm just trying to like, you know, I mean, just de-escalate. I'm like, just shake my hand, man. Like, you know, why, why are we doing this for? Right, bro. Like, like let's just squash it right here. Bro. Right. Just shake my hand. Shake we'll move on. Right. I'm like, all I asked you to do was keep your hands to yourself when you were, and now you're trying to fight me for that. Mm. I like, just, you know what I mean? I'm, and he's like, yeah, no, I let the anger get best. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know, like, there's no reason to fight me. Like, I'm, I'm trying to do my job. If you, and I, I tell these kids this, I'm like, you can't do an airplane 
If you can't do it at school, what makes you think you can do it here? Good point. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, if you were wild out in the airport, if someone took a shit in the airport. He's on it. You yeah. know, so we we definitely had to like we we had to really master. We had to be ultimate people, people. Like you know what I'm saying? Like and it gets tiring, but you know I like it too because then everyday conversations with people. It's dope. Like, you know what I'm saying? If I go on a date or something like that, you know what I'm saying? Always got something to talk about. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or you're just like, you know, if I'm arguing with somebody or even my family members, I'm like, I see how you feel that way. Mm. You know what I'm then saying? You hit the family with it and they're like, bro, shut the fuck up. Right. Stop being a social right. Exactly. Right now. <laughs> I'm like, well, tell me more. How does it make you feel? Yo. Like, no one's ever told me about that. Homie, that's fucked up shit, dog. Like, like <laughs> so it's kind of fun. Yeah. That's great, bro. Um, I'm, and I'm glad you said that as well because I, I want to just echo that sentiment. Like, mm-hmm. We're, as social workers, you know, we're tasked with, you know, being these professionals and working with these super stressful situations. And then also when we get home, like, yes, we have the capability of, you know, behaving in such the manner. Um, but also we're home, you know, like yeah. we just want to be myself, like, ah, just kind of let everything, you know, let loose. Yeah. But of course, you know, we still have to be, you know, respectful of our, I'm not saying like we come home and disrespect our wives. Right? <laughs> like, no doubt. No doubt. You know, um, but just, uh that type of work can be taxing. Um, yeah. So please, if you have loved ones who are in the field, just keep that in mind. Like, yeah. I'm not saying treat them any differently. Just keep it in mind. Right. Um, <clears throat> so what is some of the wild shit that's been asked of you? <laughs> um, Either from the organization or the clients? Yeah, got you, got you. Um, sometimes, right, like, sometimes it just depends on the situation. A couple of years back, um, we had this child, and she was just a chaos genius. Very unassuming, but just a ball of chaos wrapped in one. She's good at influencing other people to do really interesting things. Right, right. And so one day she's like, I'm not going to bed. I'm going outside. So she walks outside, goes to the basketball court. She says, who wants to come? Five people stood up and just walked out. Yep. She's like, let's get the other buildings going. So she knocks on the door and gets all that. So now it's like a good group of like 10 people doing and breaking windows like and just stopping and i'm trying to tell my supervisor I'm like hey these kids are doing stuff what do we do they told me just watch them and i'm like what, what's what's that mean just watch like do you want me to witness this like right and keep in mind also it was a cold day in november mm-hmm. i'm like i'm cold i don't want to be outside but now i got to and so I go call my supervisor again. I'm like, yo, man, it's been an hour. I'm cold. Like, you know what I mean? I might catch a cold out of this. Like, yeah, just keep on watching them. Hmm. And I said, you know what? No, I'm not anymore. You watch them. You do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not putting my health at risk just because I want to end watching kids do bad stuff. Right. Like, do we have a protocol for this? Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, are we training? Like, well, use like your magic aggressive behavior training. Like, <laughs> that's funny. Um, <laughs> So I use the behavior focus questions then. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing What do you think is going to happen? They don't mm-hmm. care. They're 16 years old. They're having fun. They're doing what they want to do. And also, it's like a mob mentality at this point. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. there's 10 kids now. It's it's kind of hard to like, you know, have you ever been part of like a protest or um, just eat like a big group? All it takes like a couple of like really leaders to kind of like sway the group. 
mm-hmm. it's really like just ultimate people who just like go super sane on that thing and just power up and they just like yeah I'm following you dude like you know what I mean yeah, exactly or if you had a concert and so it's like yo wave your hands in the air wave like you just don't care and you waving your hands in the air like you don't give a fuck and it's just like how, why am I doing this because the dude with the microphone told me to hmm. this chick is telling people to misbehave right and they're doing it. They they might. And then a couple days later, man, I'm sorry I did that. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I'm glad you said that too, man. Mm-hmm. Because it reminds me of another. Uh, and again, you were, really, you've been here for all of these. So uh, <laughs> um, there was a time when one of the kids had called me like a little bitch or something. Mm. And I was like, uh, I'm not a bitch. Um, I, I respect your, you know right to say that but yeah. like now nah. oh shit okay it started because i was doing a group okay so hold mm. on i was doing a group with them and they were being like super disruptive right mm. like you know not taking stuff seriously like oh you know over talking doing all this extra shit and i'm like all right guys um i just like at that point decided like i'm not gonna do the group like we're not gonna do the group we can probably like y'all can read a book or something yeah but i'm not gonna do the group and one of the kids was like you know why are you not doing it i'm like well because you guys aren't fucking listening like, yeah, yeah that's true. it like you guys are just straight like doing whatever you want to do. And that's like, it's cool. Like I'm going to do something else now. And so I remember being, uh, reprimanded for using mm-hmm. that language with them. And yeah. so, um, then before I got reprimanded, the kid then was like, Hey, Tony, you a little bitch. <laughs> I'm like, again, I'm not a bitch, bro. Like I, I respect your right to feel that way, but right. you know, I'm not. And so then People were like, okay, hey, let's take the rest of these kids outside. Um, you, who's clearly out here having problems with Tony, like, I guess y'all sort it out. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up, like, talking it out. And, you know, at at the time, it was like, hey, I'm, she was like, basically like, fuck you. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not really fucking with you. I don't like the fact that you walk around here acting like you own the place. And I was like, I walk around here like I have a job to do. Like, yeah, yeah. I walk around here like I work here. Um, and then really just, like, on... On that day, we ended off on, like, bad terms. Yeah. But then, um, again, began, got reprimanded and was like, hey, don't use that language. And I'm like, okay, I understand why you say not to use this language. And, I, again, I think it's important that we hold a st- professional standard. However, um, this is language that they're using. And then yeah. not only that, like, three of the kids after that situation, after they came back inside, apologized to me directly and was yeah. like, yo, Tony, I'm sorry. Like, we should have been, you know, da, da, da. I'm like, it's cool. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not saying that, like, using, like, vast amounts of profanity for the sake of using it is, yeah. like, justifiable. But, like, utilizing it in certain ter- in yeah. certain circumstances for emphasis, I feel, can be helpful. Yeah, definitely. Um and then that same person, the same kid who like called me a little bitch, um, next day was like, yo, Tony, I'm sorry. Like, I just got really upset. And I'm like, yo, yeah. it's cool. Like, I, I get it. You know, we're fine. And then actually earlier this year, uh, I saw him again. And I was like, yo, we we good? You're right. <laughs> She's like, no, we're good. You know, it, it's all good. I'm actually doing this and this. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's good to hear. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot to work with, for sure. It is. And I tell people, you can't be more offended at the swearing than what's really going on. Really? Yeah, exactly. Like these kids are on drugs and gangs doing their, you know what I mean? Like you say shit and they're like, whoa, <laughs> pump your brakes, buddy. I'm like, nah, man, like they, these kids are worse. And I'm not trying to say that like, it's justifiable, but it's like, if that's what you came, that's what you took from this. It's like, well, you said shit. So not everything else. It's like, nah, like, you got to look at it a little bit more closely. So, right. Like yeah. the whole, the whole situation. Right. And so I, I want to echo that. Right. Like mm-hmm. sometimes, 
my method may seem, <laughs> you know, I don't even know, like it may be seen as uh, unorthodox. Too much. Unorthodox, I will yeah, yeah. say unorthodox. But yeah. again, I'm a I'm a fucking veteran who's also used to be a kid in crisis, yeah. who is now working with kids in crisis and understanding, mm-hmm. you know, the thought processes that they're working with. Yeah. And Never mind. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> and it helps, but it fucking helps. Goddamn. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> so why is this important? Yeah. Um, more people than we think are being raised in abusive, neglectful, or just straight up unfit homes. Yeah. And working with some of these kids remind me of how important it is to have a safe environment to be in. And I feel like when when working with you, you we're you're able to provide that environment. I'm just here to support. Mm-hmm. You're able to provide that for them in the structure that they need. Mm-hmm. And I think that oh, we need more of it. We it, need more structure. Yeah, we need more of that shit. Yeah. I mean, like, because a lot of people think, oh, just give kids what they want and they'll be fine. And you, in, in, in some, yes, you do. But kids also need some structure. They need some guidance. They need someone to tell them, here's just how we do things. You know what I'm saying? That's why school is the way it is. That's why we have break it up in periods, right? You can't just, like, say, you can't tell a kid, hey, do your homework and you got to do it by this day. Sometimes you need a deadline. Yeah, you know right. I mean, like, like let's do it by tomorrow. Or, or you know what I'm saying? Or you can just say, do your homework, and by the end of the year, you know, we'll see how much homework you did. Right. That would be because most kids will probably fail because they're probably like, oh, I'll probably do three or four. It's like you need 100 assignments and you have six months to do them. Mm. That's not going to really work for the average kid. It wouldn't work for me, even now. If someone told me, like, you got 100 things you got to do, you have six months to do them, we're not going to tell you when and how to do it, just no one's get it done. I might slack off for three months. Right. You and know I mean, what I mean? Yo, yo, diamonds are made under pressure. I am a procrastinator. Right. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, straight up. So sometimes it's better to be like, yo, yeah. 25 by two months. Another 25 by two months. You know what I mean? Sometimes people got to do it like that. And I ain't mad at that either. Like it just, but some kids do need that structure. They need that guidance to be like, okay, you can play the video games after dinner or after this group because we you need to learn something. Mm-hmm. Or first we're going to go outside for a little bit, get you some physical fitness because, you know what I'm saying? We don't want to just know these kids lazy, cow some potatoes, you know, play some basketball, do something, like get some sunlight. You know what I mean? And then after that, we can goof off, eat some Cheetos, play some video games, crack some jokes. Like, but and then right. they like it more because there's some they earned it now. Right. It wasn't just give it to them. They weren't just like, here, do whatever you want. And because I, trust me, I see staff that do that. And within two minutes, the kids get bored. Like, oh, what yep. do we do? Like, can we do this? Can we do that? Like, and yeah, no, you have there's a skill to it. You can't just be behind looking at your phone. <laughs> <laughs> you good, bro? Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah. Can't you look at your phone all day eating Cheetos? Like you actually gotta talk to these kids, and they they see bullshit a lot all the way. That's the thing that real is. If you're for real, like don't don't BS them. Mm. Tell them why, and give them a reason. Right, and I'm glad you said that. And yeah. I want to echo that as well because they do need this type of structure. Because if they mm-hmm. if they don't have it, they will and often do treat staff members any sort of way. Yeah. And then they believe that, oh, this is cool. It's no big deal. They're not going to do anything about it. Yeah. And so I can think of one particular moment when a staff member decided to give one of their clients the phone and <laughs> their personal phone. Yeah. And I'm like, on so many levels, I'm not even going to go into it, but yeah, so yeah. many levels, that is not a good idea. Right. But the fact that we have the structure that we do and like also mm-hmm. some of the people on morning shift who are holding it down, like yeah. they... They have the structure and the kids are like, okay, well, I might not like the fact that, you know, I have to wake up at this time or I have to, you know, do this fucking group or whatever. Yeah. Like, 
they respect the staff member and they're like, okay, well, because of that, we're going to have less problems exactly. as opposed to someone who knows they can get away with a bunch of shit mm-hmm. because this person lets them do everything. Exactly. And, and exactly. And uh, let me talk about this. Like if you ever interested in working with children and don't, or just people in general, don't be that person that comes in and just be like, I'll do, give you whatever you want. You know, mm. and, and I get look, everyone wants to be the fun person. Hell, I wanted to too when I started early on. I wanted, I didn't want to be uh, hated, right? Loved being loved, hated being hated. But I realized though was just being the fun person. You have to keep it up, mm. and you have to keep it up all the time. And then, you know, what I mean, and then it gets a slippery slope because then, especially if you let some things slide, you're getting them extra cookies or you know, a little more special treatment. Because then the other kids will pick that. I'm like, well, how come I can't get that? You know, what I mean, and and all because you want to be the favorite staff versus if you just for real. Right, you like you you, you like you, you don't have to be a jerk, jerk either. Like you can you can be bold. Like well, you know what I'm saying? Not bold, but you you should be authoritative when it needs to be, but also respectful when it needs to be. Like, give them dignity, give them respect, but let, don't let them walk all over you in that regard. And don't be the fun star. Don't just come out every day with cookies and candies every single time. Let them earn it. Be like, yo, you, I noticed you got good grades. Cool. Now here's your reward. Versus right. giving the reward already just for them existing, because that creates a culture now where. Because it's like, well, it doesn't matter. I can get whatever I want anyway. Mm-hmm. And and there's a lot, and lost kid staff will do this, where a client's throwing a tantrum. They're breaking things. It's annoying. You try and get through the day, and I understand that. However, when you just cave in and get them what they want because they threw a tantrum, now that sets the standard. That means now every time I throw a tantrum, I better get something. And then the other kids are looking around like, yo, I've been good the whole time. I never caused a problem. Why are I getting anything? And so now they're like, okay, I guess I have to act a fool, just get some things around here. Mm-hmm. And so, no, don't do it. Yo, or, yeah. or the inverse. Or they mm-hmm. say that, yo, this kid is doing all this bullshit and yeah. they get everything they want. Why am I fucking here? And then they're like, I don't yeah. even want to be here anymore. I'm like, yeah. yo, it's... I'm sorry, I didn't mean. I just, yeah, I think about that shit right now. Yeah, be consistent, and be fair, like yeah, yeah, firm it, but fair. That's, that's right. my philosophy: firm but fair. Right, like for instance, um, I'm not gonna give a baby a steak, right? <laughs> right. Or like, let's say this: like, let's say, the, um, there's I got ten kids there, and we're cooking dinner for the kids, and but I gave everyone like you know chicken. Right. Let's say three of the kids are vegetarian. Well, tell me, I treat them equally, right? Because I gave them all the same thing. But is, is that fair? No. Right. So I may have to like make another one, make, make a salad or something that's like, you know, vegetarian or vegan friendly, maybe some hummus or something like that. Boom. Like, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like you get the same nutrition, same ingredients. Well, not many same ingredients, but the same type of stuff, but it's different and it's catered to you yeah. instead of a one size fits all kind of thing. And I think a lot of people think like, okay, because yeah, fair and equal are not the same thing. I'm not going to treat y'all the same. I'm not, but I'm going to treat you fairly. Exactly. And there's a difference. There is a difference. I'm not gonna treat a five year old the same way as a fifteen year old. Right. You know what I mean? You wouldn't. You wouldn't treat a vegetarian the same way as someone who eats meat. You wouldn't. And so when people think like, oh, you're being mean. No, I'm not being mean. I'm being fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I'm not giving the vegetarian a steak. Like right. I'm not. That's not fair. It might be the same. It might be equal, but it's not fair. And I think what people need to understand is you gotta come to with this knowing that there's gonna be it's they're going to be different kids. You got to navigate. You got to know how to work with them. Some kids, they can let some things slide. Other kids are not. But if you still say consistent, like where, you, where the kid's like, I'm going to blow up. You don't give me this. Tell them, okay, blow up. You ain't going to get it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Because right. you have not earned it. Now, if you earn, now you can still be fair. You can be, you can be cool with it. You can be like, yo, 
but you may have missed. Okay. You may have missed. You throw a tantrum. You may have missed. Clean this up with me. Talk to me for a little bit about why you can't do this again. And maybe we could talk about getting you what you want. You know what I mean? That's still possible. Right. So they get still, so this is more of a buy-in to do this. It's like, okay, versus like, oh, I don't want you to freaking freak out. So here you go. So yeah. Exactly. And so I I think again, like I I like firm but fair. Um yeah. I I like to think that I'm reasonable. And yeah. so there's one of the situations where one of the kids were, you know, throwing hella tantrums, kicking stuff, being doing the whole thing. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, well, since you did all this, like you can't have dessert. Like yeah. that's just that that's just what, what it, it is. is. Yeah. And so then they got super upset <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well now do you understand why it is that I said you cannot have that? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. Okay. Well, in that case, like, I also know that you want to play the game. Mm-hmm. And so I'm still not going to give you dessert or you can have dessert but not play the game. Well, Like, either way, you need to have some sort of repercussion because we are not going to play that shit. Yeah, yeah. And so they decided, you know, I'm not going to have dessert. Like, well, okay, you, you decided that you're not going to have to. We've discussed this because of your actions. You ain't getting dessert. Like, yeah. yeah, okay. Okay, cool, great. Um, Go ahead and play the game, whatever. And so it's just... Having these these boundaries, these being able to be firm but also fair, and be like, mm-hmm. okay, I I'm not going to like say that since you did this, you can't have nothing. Go to your room, yeah. like you can't have no socks. Like don't brush your teeth, you <laughs> dirty little. You know what I mean? Like because again, these kids are in crisis and they yeah. they need help. They need this direction, mm-hmm. and so I try to be as fair with them as possible or reasonable. I actually like to right. say, but um. Yeah, I think it was a good point that you brought up, for sure. And I want to add one more thing, because a lot of people will probably mention, what about trauma-informed care, right? Right. And trauma-informed care is amazing, because it's being aware that other people have trauma, okay? That they come through different life stages in life, they have different experiences, some are good, some are bad, whatever, but sometimes it might give people trauma. And so, let's say, for instance, I'm working with a female client, and their dad was really abusive to them. So me being a, a male myself... They could trigger them, especially if I look like their dad or remind them of their dad. They just have right. the same type of energy their dad was having. So that is trauma-informed care. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just be like, okay, maybe I can't work with them right now. Maybe I got to switch out with a female client or whatever, right? But I will say that it's okay to be trauma-informed and realize, okay, maybe I got to teach you a different way. But it's interesting, trauma-informed and coddling. Mm. Coddling is where... Oh my goodness, you poor thing. You did everything. You got this, and I'm gonna give you everything because you had a bad life. Oh my gosh. And, and so it's almost like spoiling them. You know what I'm saying? And yet, kids in crisis deserve to have everything in the world and then some. Hmm. I'm not gonna deny them that. Well, I'm not, but what I will say is it's because they're just a human being, not because they went through it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Would you, would you do it if your son had a normal life? You still give them whatever. You know what I'm saying? But you still would have them learn the rules of the world. Right, you know, what I'm saying you still will have them be held, be held accountable if they did something wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? So I tell them like, okay, I know you had a because sometimes they'll pick that up. Well, I had a bad life, so <laughs> I'm like, and that's fine. You know, what I mean, there's there's people that have bad lives, and you definitely did. I'm not d- d- denying that, but that does not give you excuse to treat other people like dirt. Exactly, that does not give you excuse. You can we can acknowledge that you have a bad life, but what's that got to do with over here? PD also had a bad life. Little Johnny had a bad life too. Mm-hmm. But you don't go around seeing them like smash things. So let's talk about your bad life. But let's talk about let's have how healthy ways to cope with this bad experience without giving you what you want just because you poor thing. I need to take care. No, like I'm sorry. That's rough. That's really rough. Mm-hmm. Let's try to fix this. 
Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the trauma-informed care because as you were saying that, it reminded me of specifically one of the clients who, like, because I operate, like, the same that I do with any of the clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she was like, yeah, no, you need to back the fuck up off my tip. And I'm like, mm. yo, whoa, okay, well, hey, like, <laughs> Damn, is, yeah. like, are you okay? I mean, yeah, and I'm yeah. using layman's terms, paraphrasing, yeah, yeah. but um, <laughs> and so I'm like, so what is it that I've done that made you feel this way? She's like, yeah. well, you know, there was basically someone in my life who had done something. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I respect that. Yeah. Um, however, I'm not that person. And I, mm. I'm not going to force myself, like, I'm not going to force you to talk to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... I do want you to understand that I'm working with you the same way I would work with any other client. Mm-hmm. But if the way that I'm doing what I'm doing makes you uncomfortable, yeah. then no worries. We got plenty of other staff members here for right. you. Yeah. So, and then after that, really didn't fuck with that client. And in, yeah. in the most respectful way possible, like yeah. next couple of days, I saw them just waved, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Doing great. Boom. Kept it moving. Let the other staff members work with them because yeah. I'm not about to re-traumatize this person. Of course. Like, it's, so yeah, just being mindful that other people may be going through something that you don't, don't know. know like be mindful okay right. yeah exercise mindfulness yeah. so what can we do mm-hmm. um be mentors and caring for members of the community um if you have children uh, make the time for balance because they absolutely need it if you are a child or adolescent continue to develop and refrain from things that will hinder your growth mm-hmm. please yes um and so if you or anyone you know are struggling with any of these issues relating to any of the things that we mentioned in this episode, <laughs> uh, please reach out, please seek help, please be there for one another. This world is wild. This world is crazy, real. but we're trying. And I think that should mean something. Um, got anything else? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we're all human beings. We all want some type of respect, mm-hmm. especially children. And I feel like people very belittle children as if they don't know what they're talking about. A lot of them do know what they're talking about. They love them actually can have the tools to express themselves, but they think, oh, because you're 12, you don't know any better. Sometimes they do. And sometimes we need to listen. Yeah. I always add, try to ask them straight up when they're having a tantrum or they're going through, what do you want? Like, you know what I mean? How do you feel? What do you want? I want them to have as much buy-in to their life as possible. Because that's the thing. We're not flipping burgers here. We're playing with people's lives. Yes. And they're going to grow up and, and they're going to either have a good experience with the system or a bad one. Mm-hmm. And if they have a bad one, they could probably be the person that robs you. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? They have a good one, they could be probably a teacher or a counselor to help your kids out when they're going through things. So just keep that in mind. Like Children are here to replace us. So when you're old and you can't work anymore, who do you want to lead society to? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because they're going to be a part of it regardless. And so just keep that in mind. We are human beings. We're all trying to get through this. Let's all work together for it. Yo, I love it. Yo, so with that being said, Catch all in the next episode. Bye. Peace. Don't come for me. No, but this is actually fun. It's informative because I've already learned a couple of things that I didn't know or things that I hadn't thought about.